all it takes is a click to listen to RTI online. Get exercise for your finger and exercise for your mind at english.rti.org.tw. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International. Thanks so much for joining us today. Up ahead this hour, it's a new episode of Jukebox Republic. But first up, we kick off the week with Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. Today is Monday, May 11th. I'm John Van Trieste, and joining me here in the studio today is Shirley Lin. Hello. Up next, we'll be going into a heated debate online about what on earth Taiwan's national drink might be. Then we'll be telling you about an app that will let you judge how crowded the subway is before you take it. And we'll be meeting a Taiwanese scholar who's working on making Facebook better. All that coming up next. Please stick around. is Taiwan's national drink anyway? I think that the battle lines probably, if I had to guess, would be drawn between bubble milk tea or bubble tea and oolong. Is that, oh. is that a good uh, guess? Oh, well, I'll let you know in a second. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, well, what happened was that there was uh, this person um, from Taiwan. He was uh, putting on a discussion on PTT. It's one of those popular social chat platform. Yeah. And he was saying that, hey, Japan has a national drink. Do they? Can you guess what it is? Well, matcha maybe or oh the green tea yeah bitter mm, green tea or right uh, matcha it's sort of the rice matcha yeah barley matcha. tea they're, they're oh no that's mugicha that's mugicha barley tea is mugicha okay matcha is what we call it in Taiwan right yeah okay anyway so it's so it is translated into the barley tea right yeah mugicha yeah and so um they're saying that you know it is this tea has zero calories, and it's decaffeinated. Okay, but who decided that was Japan's national drink? Did they well, take a poll or something? Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. This, um, when he, this person posted this question, he said, don't tell me that Taiwan's national tea is the bubble tea, because it's not everybody who loves this tea. Yeah. But in Japan, everybody loves the barley tea, and everybody's fridge uh, in the Japanese homes, they all have this tea all made up in the fridge. In the that summertime. You can just, in the summertime, yeah. But then they say that you actually do drink this tea all year round, four seasons. Um, so, I don't know, maybe in the I, winter it would be warm Japan, or something. It was, it was a summertime thing, but that may yeah. have just been where I was. Right. Anyway. Um, so, so, it has to be like that. You know, where everybody loves this tea and they have it in every home. Okay. So, anyway, so people started off and said, well, you okay, so you guessed the oolong tea. Well, that wasn't on this list of um, people who discussed, but uh, you said the bubble tea, but they say, nah, some people said that it's a bubble tea, but you know, once it's put in the fridge, you can't really have the bubble because it'll get hardened and oh. not as chewy anymore. I guess so, but I, like, I personally don't really care much for the bubble tea myself, mm. yeah, you know, because there's not much of any nutrition in that drink. Well, it's not and, supposed to be nutrition in tea. <laughs> I know. I think the idea is that it's either caffeinated or refreshing. Right. Um, so, okay. okay. So, so the idea is that people in Japan have this, even though no one asked them like in a poll or anything, this guy decided that that's their national drink. Right. Arbitrarily. Right. Because it's popular, universally loved, and found in 
pretty much every Japanese fridge, at least during certain times of year.、Mm-hmm. So the idea was to find an equivalent in Taiwan. Right. And bubble tea won't cut it because not、won't、everyone likes it. it. Some people think it's too fattening and it certainly has a lot of sugar. So I can、yeah. see that. You know, if so, I have that, I usually chuck like half of the bubbles out because、yeah. it's just like, anyway. So that leaves.、Um, that、what? leaves what? What? I, so my guess、Do、again is you... oolong because people can buy it at convenience stores if not、yeah. they brew it themselves and it can be served chilled.、Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we have? Okay. Well, I mean, do you get in the habit that when you buy breakfast at these breakfast places around Taiwan, that you get a drink with, along with it? Okay, I know where you're going with this, I think. Yeah. Douzhang. Oh, that's what I thought.、It's、And a, somebody actually did mention it's this. A,、uh, it's soy milk, soy basically. Soy milk. Yeah. Okay. Or, or there's rice milk, too. Mi jiang. But somebody else,、uh, there w a s more people who voted for just simple milk tea. Without the bubble. Iced milk tea. It's called. And I was going、okay. like, what? Milk? Can, no, that's what they call it in a short form. Can Taiwan claim that though? They have that at something very similar in Hong Kong, for instance. Can we say that that's oh, ours? Oh, I wasn't thinking about、I、Hong Kong. I think that that's a very contentious thing because other、really? Thailand has milk tea. Via, yeah, but they, do they have? Well, I, I don't mean, know. But their, their milk tea is very different. Yeah, I have no idea. No wonder my husband would always order a milk tea, an iced milk tea, with his breakfast. Well, and I thought it's like. Don't get that. There's no t- nutrition in that, too. It's, the point is t nutrition. I, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a national thing. Is it? For Taiwanese people,、oh. it seems. No, it doesn't give the answer at the end, but it's just you know, a discussion. Okay. Well, but, again, this is not a scientific poll anyway.、No. I don't, and I, 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 like I said, to begin with, they didn't ask any Japanese people's input on whether they consider Mujita to be their national drink. Right.、So. There is another one. Oh. Winter melon tea. Bongwata. Okay, I enjoy that. It's very sweet, and I've never had、it's、it anywhere. It's very sweet. I've never had it anywhere outside of Taiwan. It's maybe sort of a, uh, uh, a bit like palm sugar almost. Yeah. These yeah, dried, yeah, yeah. Dried yeah. cubes, but they're made from winter melons.、Mm. And they heat it up. Sweet and They heat、yeah. up the sort of sugar. Sugar with the winter melon. So, yeah. Kind of create this very sweet, sappy type of brew. Yeah. Okay, I could see that.、But、you can see it, that? Does it, is it a national thing, though? It, <laughs> I don't think people enjoy it with the regularity that they do bubble tea or iced tea or even、no. soy milk. Yeah. But I think there's some sort of nutrition in mel- winter melon. Sure. I thought the idea was to capture the national spirit somehow by what we drink, not, well, but not measure nutrition. Yeah, I don't mind having winter melon if it's done the. Way. The traditional way. The traditional the way, which is, way, which is, I don't know how they do it, but they, it tastes a little better for me. They boil it, in, I think, and they, they take the sugar that's been extracted in、okay. the, those little cubes, those chunks, and they、oh, put right, it in right, the water.、Right. Oh, yeah, well, we've, done the, we've gotten those cubes. They're heavy,、yeah. like brick like cubes. It's like palm sugar. And then just yeah, cook it in, yeah, boil it in water. Yeah, we've done that too. Anyway, and somebody else actually said another, it's, this is actually、um, a soft drink. Sasperilla.、Okay. Sasperilla. <laughs> sasperilla, sorry, Sasperilla.、Um, which is,、uh, for those of you who、uh, know Sasperilla, it's not very. <laughs> in, in, at least in the States where I'm from, that, can, that conjures up scenes of saloons and old timey Western s a s p e r i l l a but、uh, people with, you know, six shooters.、Uh, in Taiwan, it's sort of like root beer. 
That's really much yeah, more what we call. You're right. Call. And I try. It's much I closer to that. I prefer this to root beer itself, actually. It's a, it's very yeah. similar, not exactly the same, no. uh, but it's definitely not what you're thinking when you hear the. That's just what they call it. Yeah. It's just uh, they've taken the English word. Okay. Anyway, so, so lots of debates. My, if we were going the soft drink route, see, I would say oh. apple soda. Taiwan apple, is the only oh, place in the world right. that I know of. That has apple How come soda. nobody said that here? Uh-huh. Because I think people just don't, who haven't been abroad, don't really think <laughs> about this. Yeah. That's probably the most distinctive thing that we have on our... That's real Taiwanese. Here. I don't think you can find apple-flavored soda anywhere else. Apple cider, mm. sure. Apple soda, soda? Maybe not so much. Mm. So, I don't know. It, we'll save that debate for another day. Well, you can't always help when you've got to ride the subway. Sometimes you have an appointment or something, and you've just got to face the morning or evening rush. But when you can control the times when you go out, uh, this app may be helpful. Yeah, I'm finding this very interesting to have such an app. So basically, it's a new feature that lets you know how crowded each train is during this coronavirus outbreak. So, well, the station platform, like each station platform TV, also shows this information to prevent large crowds flocking to specific areas of the trains. Mm-hmm. And the new service actually started just last week. Um, I, I, on its, it's a trial run on the Blue Line, okay? Which is the which one that runs, runs through um, downtown. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Which probably carries more passengers than the other lines. And then there are four colored indicators showing how crowded the carriages are. Green suggesting comfortable. And then yellow is like about average. Orange is moderate. And then red is crowded. Okay. And so if you want to check before boarding your train, go to go uh, exclamation mark Taipei Metro app. And then click on station information. Okay. So after you select the station, you will embark in on the uh, blue line. Click on the crowd icon next to the train this is arriving. A lot of time. steps. <laughs> and is this available in English, by the way? Do we know? You know, have they I, come up with it. It's probably uh, still in a beta version. We'll, yeah, it's a trial run, so maybe no English yet. Get I don't to know. It. It's one of the languages they broadcast, and I can't imagine they wouldn't have one eventually. I know that's true. Um, and so, okay, uh, it. It says it it, col- it will collect passenger feedback for future applications on this app. All right. And um, the uh, TRTC, that's the Taipei Railway uh, Transportation the Company. The people who run the metro. Yes. Uh, official Huang Mingshen said crowd levels are gauged by pressure sensors installed under each carriage. I didn't know we had pressure sensors under each carriage. I think these are new sensors that got installed, I suppose. Oh, I so. so that's nice. Yeah, or maybe they have them already. I don't know. Because, yeah. The Metro is very good at at sort of these crowd control measures. Uh, and what I'm referring to here especially is the bathrooms. This is the only Metro system in the world I've ever <laughs> seen. Um, I haven't been on every Metro system in the world, but uh, it's the only one I've seen so far that they, the toilets in the Metro often, at the more crowded stations anyway, have like seating charts. And they can sense when someone's in a stall or something. And so like you can... Like, see how crowded the bathroom is before you can go in. Where, yeah. is, where is there a free position? Yeah, for the ladies' <laughs> room. No, they, both, both of them. I yeah, think. They, they, they have the lights up. Yeah, the green, the green you know, says what there's, available. A, there's a free space. Free space so if you're in a hurry, you, you, don't, you can you know exactly where you need to go. Yeah. It's, it's very, uh, and they have them right outside of the, the toilets the themselves. Toilets, yeah, so the can bathroom. Yeah. Consult your little handy uh, schematic beforehand. I know. So it's so convenient. Now we're moving on to how crowded the trains are. That's good. Um, yeah. The CCTV footage you mentioned is only available on the platforms itself, I think. Yes. And that's mostly, as I, from what I can tell, for the conductor's sake, because the trains are rather long, mm-hmm. and that allows them to see 
who, if they're like going to shut the doors, if there's still people running to get catch the train, right? So they don't close it on someone. Oh, so they can see to the other end. It shows uh-huh. them all the different. You know. Or maybe it's the screens where they show sometimes like some ads and stuff. Yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. That's cool. those screens. Okay. They're, they're for passengers. Are they? For riders, I think. Well, you have to but, be in line already. Yeah. The point of this app is that you're not even, you don't even have to leave your house. Oh, sure. Of course. You, yeah, before you, you even go to the station, you can look figure at your out mobile. exactly, you know, about yeah. how crowded things are. So it seems like um, the company said there are nearly 20,000 pieces of data transmitted back to the company every day because they have a total of 252 sensors in use. Right. And they've chosen one of the, probably the busiest line. Like we said, it runs right through downtown. It connects, it goes through the main station, Taipei's main station. Yeah. um, And it also serves, you know, some of the busiest sort of terminuses, termini (laughs) around. So, you know, lately I've been having my husband drive me to work, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, now they're loosening up the regulations and it seems like, you know, with uh, zero uh, confirmed cases for several days in a row, people are domestic, yeah, domestic cases, people are feeling safer Mm -hmm. and I actually feel safer. So I've started taking taking the train and I, you know, um, I mean, it, it, it is less crowded, but I'm really surprised that I didn't get a seat getting on my stop because it's the second to the last stop on my line. And I thought usually I would always get a line, get a seat, but you start you're, today. <laughs> you start like at the beginning of the line when, when the much. trains are kind of empty. Yeah. Mean? Yeah. And so I mean, used to, I used to get seats, but not even today, you know, yeah. like, so I think people are, are back to taking a train to work now. Now, my question is how they determine what sort what? of crowding determine or like weight. How do you, what are those uh, colors, what, what do those colors actually mean? Like if the carriage pressure sensor gauges that it's over a certain weight, then it changes color or, because well, I, I mean, think like people, yeah. That's variable and also very subjective. What's comfortable? Of course, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I think you could be more, you know, sensitive than I am about, you know, what's considered a crowd. Comfortable, yeah. So, yeah, of course. So yeah. it's just at your own judgment then. I, I don't know how they determine that, but I guess they have some formula worked out. And again, if they're getting all that data per second or whatever. Then this is amazing. This is totally yeah, amazing. I mean, our MFT system is just doing all this convenience, you know, it's just amazing, really. So I hope that they'll move that on to some of the other lines soon. Yeah. All right, let's meet the Taiwanese scholar who's helping make Facebook better. This is uh, National Zhengzhou University professor Catherine Chen, who is one of 20 people named last week to Facebook's newly established oversight board. Now, this is actually going to grow to 40 members. And the 21st announced speak over 27 languages Mm -hmm. and represent diverse professional, cultural, political, and religious backgrounds and viewpoints. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, Catherine Chen, um, her background is that she is actually one of three members selected from the Asia-Pacific region. She's a professor um, of uh, communications with research specialties in social media, mobile news, and privacy. Mm. And she was a member of Taiwan's National Communications Commission from 2014 to 2018. Now, that's like the oversight board for TV stations in okay. Taiwan. Right? right. So not social media, but I mean, similar. There's a... Yeah. They... they, they, they 
monitor stuff. Um, what mm-hmm. what sort of job is she going to have at Facebook? What what sort of things is she going to try and over, you say it's oversight? What are they overseeing? Yeah. Okay, so the the inde- independent board said it will hear appeals from Facebook and Instagram users and questions from Facebook itself, and will issue public and binding decisions based on the company's policies, international human rights norms, and the impact on users in society. Hear petitions from Facebook users. How many yeah. do you think they're going to get per day, though? Can that yeah. many people? <laughs> I know. How do they? I'm sure they have a team of people doing that. That's quite a workload, even still, given the number of people on there who have things to say. I'm sure. Yeah. So this is going to be a big job. But anyway, um, Catherine was saying that she hopes that she's going to be able to improve fairness. Well, the board is to be able to improve fairness in its content decision, protect freedom of expression, and make the platform a safer place for all users. All right. Right. And so basically, okay, so a little bit more about this oversight um, board body. It'll be financed by an independent trust fund. Its members will serve a maximum of three Three-year terms. So Facebook's not involved in selecting them. It's who's who's. So and how what what how right. do they make their decisions enforceable then if they're not linked to Facebook in any way? Mm, I don't know, but one thing for sure, they won't be removed by Facebook. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so they don't have They've to their terms. fear that. Yeah. Now other members on the board include a Nobel Peace Prize laureate and a former Danish prime minister, okay, and a former editor-in-chief of The Guardian. Quite an illustrious bunch there. Yeah. And mm. um, they say that they expect to hear start hearing cases um, later this year. Hearing <laughs> cases, wow. Um, and, wow, um, so think about how, all the cases. How many are from the Asia-Pacific region? Because that's one of the world's most populous regions. Why only, was it three? Well, Catherine is only one of three members. Why only three? I think if you're going to try and have a balance, shouldn't it be sort of reflective of user numbers? Yeah, and... well, this is the first batch of 20 out of 40. Okay. Maybe they will have They'll another, more. yeah, with the same, you know, um, ratio. Because it hardly seems proportional in terms of users and the sorts of issues they might face. I don't mm. know. Yeah. All right, well, uh, oh, wow. it's been uh, said for some time that we need to fix up social media. Maybe they can, they're the people to do it. Right. Who knows? <laughs> Have you been missing being able to travel, like, internationally? <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I, 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 it's all right if I, as long as I can get around Taiwan. Okay. So, like, you know, on the weekends, I make sure I get out of the city. Yeah. But, yeah, just staying home is just really, oh, just stifling me. But don't you even miss the idea of, well, if I wanted to, I could spend a weekend and fly to somewhere like neighboring country or, you know, yeah. just for the weekend, if I wanted to. Well, you Having found the a place. Having the option. Right, right, yeah. It's not really, because, I mean, I have to be quarantined when you come back, and then if... Oh, I forgot about that. Even if you could, that. you'd be quarantined when you went there, probably, <gasps> so you'd probably spend a month in quarantine, and... Then what's the point of traveling? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh-huh. so I got us some good news if New Zealand is a destination you're looking to go to. Uh-huh. Um, and that is that, according to this article I've got in front of me, Taiwan might be one of the countries that New Zealand includes in its quote-unquote travel bubble, which would allow people to go back and forth quarantine-free. I'm not sure if Taiwan would reciprocate. We're pretty strict about quarantining everyone. And at the moment, foreign visitors are still not being admitted. Right. Um, But on Tuesday, last week, uh, New Zealand and Australia had uh, announced plans to create what they're calling a trans-Tasman travel bubble so that they can fly back and forth uh, without the need to undergo a quarantine. I mean, they've apparently brought control, you know, the outbreak under control in both of their countries. So what's the what's the point 
in in that case. And they've already got, I think, a close travel arrangements anyway mm-hmm. uh, between them. Uh, what's interesting, though, is uh, that Taiwan might be included in this, uh, and apparently. Uh, Qantas, Australia's flag car- carrier, is hoping to participate in the bubble once domestic flights resume. And uh, they're saying that uh, New Zealand, uh, you know, New Zealand has similar ideas. And uh, if New Zealand's bubble idea gets traction, according to a airline executive quoted in a BBC article, uh, they may, uh, you know, do a, take a similar approach with other markets where COVID nineteen is sort of winded down. Um, so Chris Roberts, who is the chief executive of New Zealand's Tourist Board, uh, told the BBC that uh, they would need to employ high safety standards and, of course, all the technical gadgets that they're using to gauge people's temperature, I guess, and stuff like that. But uh, given that there's a lot of trade and, of course, tourism uh, links mm-hmm. with other parts of the Asia-Pacific region, then that a lot of those neighbors have managed to ca- contain the outbreak, too, um, other countries might be added, and that includes Taiwan, Hong Kong, China, and South Korea, according right. to them. So we may be included in the bubble. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I'd like to go to New Zealand. Haven't been there yet. Me either. Um, or, or even Australia. Oh, Australia's nice. Uh, mm. uh, it says, and I'm not sure if this is the BBC. It's not very clear in this article who's saying this, but uh, the author of this article, I guess, believes that Taiwan is arguably the best candidate for inclusion because it's gone a good number of days, several weeks actually, without a single new local case and its number of imported cases per week remains low and they're mm-hmm. all immediately caught quarantine monitored. Anyone coming in is quarantined anyway, so yeah. I mean if it comes up, they're not out and about infecting other people. Uh, so uh, yeah, there's some editorializing about what, what the eligibility of other countries' inclusion. We won't go there, mm. but uh, yeah, um, that could be an option soon. Maybe Australia as well. Yeah, who knows? Uh, again, not that I have any plans to go anywhere anytime <laughs> soon. But always, it's nice to have that option. Like you know, if I wanted to, I could. Right. So. Well, COVID-19 may be sort of under control, but that doesn't mean that we're done worrying about viruses here in Taiwan. A man in Keelung, just down the road from us on the north coast, has been diagnosed with hantavirus. Oh. This is the first case in northern Taiwan this year, apparently, and the fourth this year nationwide. Uh, This is fortunately not spread between people. It comes from rats, apparently. Yep. Uh, And it's a restaurant worker. So oh. that's gross. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and this was uh, in April, actually, he came down with this, but uh, it was only on May 5th that he got a confirmed diagnosis. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, they've been kind of busy with other things, but I mean, it's good to know that they're still testing people for other ailments, yes. just in case. The patient had reported seeing rats, which are the carriers of the virus, at his workplace, which is maybe they need to send in a health inspector. <laughs> mm. But said he had not been bitten. Uh, they've gone through with sterilization and pest control measures there in the places he'd visited. And those who've come into contact with him haven't developed symptoms. Mm-hmm. But again, if rats are spreading it, I mean, I don't see how they would unless they had rats too, where yeah. they were. Health authorities in Keelung are urging restaurants, hotels, markets, food stalls, and food factories to beef up measures against rodents. It would help, if again, if they probably sent more inspectors mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of just urging. Um, I don't think urging generally does very much. Uh, residents are also being advised to sterilize areas contaminated by rodent excrement with diluted bleach. Mm. So I don't know. Is it bleach easy to get these days? 
Um, I know rubbing alcohol has been We sort haven't of, heard about running out of bleach, have we? I don't think so. Yeah. I'm but, just worried that this is going to send people running for bleach now. Oh, no. On top of... <laughs> um, but actually, it would be restaurants that you would find mostly rats Yeah, okay. Around. So I can understand that yeah. like, you can, like, I don't know. It's not possible to 100% get rid of everything all the time. But mm-hmm. um, if he'd reported seeing them, I would have hoped someone have done, had done something. If you were to go to a restaurant and you find a cockroach... I've done... That's happened. Have you... Did you, would, did you bring it up to the... Yeah. Did you like, bring I, it up to the management? And I didn't go back. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was the last... That was a... Maybe it's a one-off, but... Yeah, I'm not yeah. taking any chances there. I know. So, oh well. Um, I hope that, that this doesn't continue. It looks like only four cases. Oh. It doesn't have the makings of a global pandemic anyway. So. Still, but, you know, with the coronavirus like, still oh, going enough and of the virus not already. something else. Yeah. Okay. Well, that does, it for today's edition. that does it for today's edition of Here in Taiwan. I'm John Van Trieste. And I'm Shirley Lin. Please stick around. Coming up next, we've got Jukebox Republic. into Chukbox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. This past week, I came upon a new name on the top charts for Mandarin language songs or singles. The name is Li Jiahuan of Malaysia. Her English name is Li Lei Ga Fun, which I think is Cantonese. Anyway, so it turned out that she's the sister of Li Jiawei, or just Li, who is pursuing music uh, career in Taipei. I'm not sure if I if have uh, introduced Jess Lee before, but the name certainly looks familiar. You never know. Maybe I'll be introducing her next week. Before we get to know Ga Fun, let's listen to her singing. This is Fu Yue right here waiting.
Jiahuan, or in Cantonese, Lei Ga Fun. Yeah, I'm forgetting my Cantonese. Sorry. Anyway, you just tuned into Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin, and that was right here waiting. Okay, so that's a new name on the top charts uh, in Mandarin language uh, singles, and yeah, I just wanted to know who this person is. So Li Jiahuan or Ga uh, Fun. Uh, she's the youngest in a family of four girls. At the age of eighteen, she was already singing at weddings to make money for herself. And the sister, who also sings, Jess Lee, is the one just above her. And Jess is actually very helpful to her younger sister about her singing, and she helps her with her schoolwork too. So usually, you expect sisters to be competitive with each other, right? But not them, apparently. Now, people have said to Li Jiahuan. Or Gafun, that the reason her life is so smooth going is because she's got sisters helping her. That made Gafun very insecure and frustrated. So insecure that on the first day in school, in elementary school, when her teacher saw her name and said,、uh, "You must be Jessie's sister." Well, when people said her singing's great, she would assume they say that only because they know that her sister's Jess, you know, the great singer. Now Gafun was that insecure. Anyway, let's listen to two more songs here, and you know she has no reason to be insecure. So the first one is、um, "Guoqile Expired," and the other one is "Kouyuhua Conversational." Too much, too much, too much. 
受伤的不必再认真，不为了一句话就能成为局外人。过了，不要再留恋了，不要再挽回了，够了，就不要再演了，演给谁看呢？谁心脏是时候承认谁的？成何年何月何日才能彻底的真正的疯了？等到何年何月何日才能平静的微笑的笑着？任凭风声哼着，这首写给你。想象的不必再认真，不爱了，一句话就能成为局外人。过了，不要再留恋了，不要再挽回了，够了，就不要再演了，演给谁看呢？谁心疼？是时候承认，谁的？长大了，不可以太单纯，不可以太天真，永恒是别人想象的不。
不说完。虽然当没事。Kafun says that her older sister Jess not only sings very well, but she's also very smart. Well, actually, Kafun herself is also a smart kid. She studied law at the University of Manchester in England, and she was under so much pressure studying law then that she resorted to eating to de-stress and gained like ten kilos. But she said she didn't care because nobody knows that her sister is Jess Lee in England. Anyway. Um, after graduating from undergrad, I think she asked her parents. 
to let her pursue her singing for one year, and if nothing comes out of a talent show in Taiwan that she signed up for, then she'll go back to studying for the bar exam in Malaysia. She figured that if she didn't try, she'll never have another chance, and she just doesn't want to pursue a one-track life like. Studying law would make her lawyer all the way, and nothing else. And she didn't want to live with regrets and waste her youth. But when the year was coming quickly, coming to an end, she felt like she might not have a chance because nothing was happening, and she didn't have any chance of auditioning. And then within that year, she was like running around with her sister Jess from one show to the next, and she realized that being a singer is not easy. But then at the talent show. She did really well. The judges were really encouraging. The first thing they said was that it's all right to have two singers in a family. The thing is, Gafun sings differently from her sister Jess, so there should be no pressure, right? Let's have a listen to another song. And you just might have heard me play this song before on this show, but anyway, I'm going to play it again. It's called "想吃什么就吃 Eat whatever you want to eat." I want to add another cake. Huh? You have to eat. 真的假的？我已经超饱嘞！哈，你确定？我确定。我觉得可以。<音樂>
子，心跟随你内心坚持，好好享受一次，要大吃特吃，何必结局？想吃什么就吃。Well, Gafun did say that she hasn't ruled out the possibility that she just might end up going back to study law at the end if things don't work out quite the way she wants it at the very end. But at least she'll have no regrets, right? Thank you so much for tuning into Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. One last song from Gafun, Li Jiahuan, and that would be "Duo Xiang Wei Ni Chang Ge." Want to sing more for you? Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies: in Southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kilohertz. Again, that's in Southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kilohertz. 
and in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. Thank you.